If you want a great conversation with a Philadelphia sports figure you should know more about, listen to One on One with Matt Leon on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. It's been a while for us when it comes to college. Earlier this week was the 19th anniversary of when I walked across the stage at Michigan State University. God, how did 20 years pass so quickly? So for you guys, how has it been? How long has it been? Brian, how about you? 15 painful years for me removed (laughs) from my college experience. Not because the last 15 years have been painful, but it is painful to acknowledge that it's been a decade and a half. Yikes. I've lost track. <laughs> I think my my 10-year reunion was somewhere in the pandemic time, so I didn't get to actually physically go to it. So that's all I know. It's a little bit over 10. I'm not even going to get into how it's 25 years for me between, between high school and right now. But over the next two weeks throughout the Philadelphia area, the class of 2022 is getting ready to walk that walk across the stage like so many of us have already done. Yeah, and today is Temple's graduation day. The great Dawn Staley is the commencement speaker. That is really cool. And as nice as it is that this is the first in-person graduation for Temple since 2019, Temple, as we know, guys, they've had a really tough year. Not only have students had to adapt to ongoing pandemic era challenges in education, but there was also the string of violence and deaths in and around campus that students had to cope with as well. These were definitely significant stressors to the students, to myself. It's these were all tragic events and unfortunately it's it's uh I don't know, difficult to talk about. I'm Jay Scott Smith. I'm Sabrina Boyd Circa. I'm Brian Seltzer. And it's graduation day at Temple University and we wanted to hear directly from someone who's been right in the middle of everything happening on campus this past year. So we reached out to the recently sworn-in student government president, Gianni Quattrochi. And we'll speak with him in just a little bit. But first, tell me where you've heard this before. Something had to shut down because of a virus. But here's the catch. This time around, we're talking about dogs being at risk and not human beings, which still is very unnerving to someone like me who loves dogs so much. Yeah, it's not. This isn't COVID. Dogs are not getting COVID that we know of. Maybe they are somewhere, but not in this case. Yesterday, 70 dogs from the only open intake shelter in Philadelphia, which means they take any animal in need, they had to be removed to a new facility after the dogs were exposed to an infectious upper respiratory illness. Again, not COVID, another respiratory illness. Really hoping to avoid this. We really didn't want to do it, Um, but it really was the least terrible of the options we had because we really did have to, our options were basically facing a summer of dogs continuing to get sick, exposing community dogs to, the, to this illness, um, as well as burning rescues with the cost of treating it, um, or to do this for a month, ideally less, two to three weeks is what we're hoping for, um, and really move these animals out and get them healthy and get them back so that it doesn't become worse. That's Sarah Barnett. She's the acting Act Philly Interim Co-Executive Director of the Dogs. They're now living in a former middle school building in the Tacony section of the city. Their regular home is in Hunting Park. This just gives me further appreciation, guys, for the behind-the-scenes work that these people involved with shelters and animal care do. This is just something that I never would have thought of. Really, really important, Jay. You, you need to know no dogs have died from this. Wonderful. Two of them have been hospitalized, so they're getting taken care of. No dogs have died, and hopefully we keep it that way. We all know and love the city's park system. 
kind of hard to see a city that does parks quite the way that Philadelphia does. And IJ would agree with you, but there is this new poll out there from the nonprofit group called Trust for Public Land that has Philadelphia dropping from 19th overall in city public park systems to 32nd this year, 19th in 2021 to 32nd in 2022, which I say is outrageous. I mean, it startled me because they, it says the, the city dropped from 19th to 32nd when I wouldn't have gathered they would have been 19th in the first place, let alone to fall out of the top 30. Here's Catherine Ott Lovell, the Philadelphia Parks and Rec Commissioner, about what she thinks of this, as she told it to KYW News Radio's Pat Loeb. We are the most underfunded large city municipal parks department in the country for a lot of reasons. We have so many other issues as a city that we need to deal with. We just we don't get the funding that other other cities receive. I would almost say further reason to rank Philadelphia higher, but I also don't care. I think we have a great park system. I don't I don't need ratings. Just, you know what? I'm going to go and I'm going to enjoy my walk uh, in Valley Green. I'm going to hang out on Belmont Plateau and tell these ratings to just get out. The first thing that I noticed when I got out here was Wissahickon. It's a full hiking trail in a city. There's the Schuylkill River Trail, which is right outside our windows here on 24th and Market at the studio. There are so many beautiful parks in the great park systems. Funding, yes, I totally get you need to fund these things. But... 32nd? I only have a couple of small parks in my neighborhood, but still, it's nice to have. Saunders Park, Drexel Park, you may never have heard of those, but they are green patches that gave me a nice relief during the pandemic when we were isolated indoors. So nice to have those. Clark Park is not too far of a walk away from me. I like that Philly has those little parks all over, and I think that counts for more than 32nd. (laughs) It's top three, by the way, in case you're wondering. Washington, D.C., which I'm sure a lot of people here, it's it's, the the cherry blossoms are gorgeous, but I know how D.C. and Philly are. That would probably kind of grind a few gears here in Philly. St. Paul, Minnesota and Alexandria, Virginia. So a couple of places in pretty much not that far from here down in D.C. and in Virginia, ranking the top three plus St. Paul, Minnesota. Can't lie. That's a gorgeous part of the country. Make sure if you want to check out more of these stories, just follow us on social media, on Twitter at the John Cast. Now, throughout the area, a bunch of graduating college seniors are getting ready to enter the quote unquote real world. And after this quick break, we'll talk with Gianni Quattrochi, the president of Temple Student Body, about what has definitely been an up and down year in North Philadelphia. We'll have that coming up after this. I'm Jay. I'm Brian. And from COVID to on-campus safety, Temple University students have had a lot on their minds this past year. But Gianni Quattrochi has hopes for what's to come in Temple's future. He's the recently sworn in new president of Temple University Student Government, and he joins us now. Gianni, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to be here. So tell us a little about yourself. First off, where are you from? What year are you going into a Temple? And what What led you to get involved in student government? So I am from Bristol Borough, which is about, you know, I'd say 20 miles away from Temple's main campus. And I am going into my uh, junior year as a political science major and a public policy minor. And so I first got involved in the student government in my freshman year when everything was still on lockdown from COVID and being on campus was optional. And that's when I had my first involvement in student government when I ran for 
student body president the first time as a freshman. And that didn't play out well, but um, long story short, I ended up getting hired by the past administration as their director of government affairs, which handles uh, issues pertaining to the local, state, and federal government, uh, primarily focused on the state government since they're so involved with uh, Temple University in terms of the funding we receive. And I served in that position for a year until the most recent election where I ran and won the student body presidency. My past experience with student government was in high school, and I remember running on a platform that revolved around, like, yeah, we're going to get a vending machine in the cafeteria, and sure, let's allow people to buy sodas at lunch, and those sorts of things. But Gianni, it sounds like this is a very all-encompassing and demanding position. You were recently sworn in uh, as president of Temple Student Government. Give us a sense of just how demanding this position is and the various aspects of the gig. It is a very demanding job. There's a lot of more, a uh, lot more commitments to meetings, com- um, being on committees, serving in different capacities encompasses a lot, a broad range of issues, especially at the college, at the collegiate level. You have a lot more um, issues with that students have, whether that be basic needs, whether that be concerning tuition rates. In Temple's case, the state funding we receive. And it's just a lot more of an encompassing approach. Now, Gianni, Temple's commencement is today. Can you kind of set the scene for us? What's it like on campus today and What's the vibe been like on campus this year? It has been very optimistic because right now we're seeing, and I would like to commend Temple because for the pandemic, they have been following the science, especially at times when, you know, the CDC and the city, uh, the city health department and the state health department sometimes were at odds with each other, but Temple has at every step of the way followed the science. But now as the COVID pandemic is sort of coming to an end and we're seeing some of the relaxing of these restrictions and precautions. There's a great sense of optimism at Temple in terms of new students getting more involved, especially with some of our incoming students, our freshmen and our incoming class. They're very excited to get involved because they've been for you know the better part of two years cut off from the rest of the world. So there's a great sense of optimism in returning to normal. On the outside, Gianni, looking in, one of the reasons why we wanted to reach out to you is, let's face it, we're a news operation, and some of the news that we've been following this year have involved some really unfortunate and kind of distressing, scary things in terms of safety that have happened on campus, thinking of Amir Jones, um, Samuel Collington. How have the students grappled with this? Those were all very tragic um, events. And I don't think there's exactly a right way, so to speak, to handle it as a student. I don't think, you know, there's a, everyone grieves in their own way. Everyone responds to traumatic trauma like that in their own way. So there's no real, um, right way to respond. And it is a a primary concern of students' campus safety and being feeling safe and being safe on campus. And these were definitely, you know, significant stressors to the students, to myself. It's these were all tragic events and unfortunately it's 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 uh 
there it's yeah it's difficult to talk about yeah generally speaking do you think that temple students feel safe on that campus i think that that is a question that's unique to each the answer you can ask 10 different students and you're going to get 10 different answers i think it really depends on a lot of factors, whether they live, they live on campus or off campus, whether they, you know, the distance they have to walk between, you know, wherever they're living and their classes. And I think, I do think Temple students are concerned with these past incidents. And I do, there obviously there are concerns for safety, but I don't think there's one singular answer I could give on how the students are feeling about, you know, the state of safety on campus right now. I do know there is, there's been responsiveness from the university, which students are, which students like to see in terms of bringing in former Commissioner Ramsey to audit the safety practices, Temple announcing that they're going to hire more uh, police officers. And I think the, uh, the students appreciate the direct communication on what uh, Temple University is going to do to address these concerns. But I don't think there's one singular answer you can give as to how students are feeling personally. In the capacity of student government, how do you guys view your role in facilitating these conversations and trying to find solutions and make things better? Well, we, student government interacts with campus safety. We have whole discussions. Um, and one of our prime goals is just voicing the needs of the students and to the campus safety, what students would like to see areas of concern they have, whether that be with campus safety or, you know, with these past events, just policing practices in general with the past two years between, you know, uh, some of the, you know, extrajudicial shootings by police officers across the country. Um, and I think the main goal of student government and in our interaction with campus safety is saying, is just voicing the concerns of the student body, whether that be with campus safety specifically or how campus safety is perceived in light of the past events of the past two years with George Floyd, with these shootings by cops who were acting outside the law. You also mentioned you were a freshman, first year of this pandemic. Mm -hmm. And being a student in an age of COVID is way different than anything that any of us could have imagined when we were in college, for example. What's that been like? And how did students kind of adapt as well as how, how well did the university adapt to this? So I'll talk about my experience personally. So it was a Tuesday in high school. I remember because it was a teacher's birthday. And we got an announcement about 10 minutes before, you know, we were set to be dismissed that they were going to shut down school for about two weeks in light of the pandemic. And then the next time I set foot in a physical classroom for, you know, an actual semester um, for, you know, the whole semester time, because we briefly at the start of my freshman year did have the option to go to classes and then they shut down again um, once the COVID numbers started to increase. But um, the next time I set foot in a classroom after that Tuesday was this past uh, semester in the fall. So um, I was lucky enough to be on campus the whole time. I was in a dorm the first year and 
All my classes were online for the first year. It was a very big shock to everyone and especially for students because, you know, learning in a classroom versus learning over Zoom is not the same. It's not as effective, in my opinion. It was a necessary step, obviously. I'm glad we all took it because, you know, the price of not doing it would have been catastrophic. But it's been interesting, to say the least. It's definitely been stressful. It's not something any of us are going to forget in our lifetimes, but it's definitely something. (laughs) And I know now that you guys are back, how close to... I put big quote marks on this. How close to normal does it feel there? How do you think it's kind of impacted how life is on campus? So I would say at this point, campus is probably, if I had to put a number to it, I'd say 80% back to normal. The only things really that are still really in place are some of the events are more restricted because of, you know, COVID precautions, but also there are still masks are still required in classrooms. Outside of that, it's almost like you wouldn't notice. I would be very surprised if in fall that it wasn't, you know, almost entirely back to normal. Granted, my experience as a college student have been entirely during COVID. So I'm not exactly sure what, you know, a non-COVID experience is like, just like a lot of students on campus. Most of the undergraduate students, COVID has been their entire college experience. Whether, Gianni, it's something like student deaths on campus with campus safety or COVID, we hear a lot about mental health. I think that's something that everyone has been very attuned to in light of things that have gone on the last two years. What are some of the resources that Temple offers to students in terms of mental health? Do you think they're doing enough? Um, So one of my campaign platforms was promoting mental health and mental health resources among the students. So currently, Temple offers a free of charge counseling service program for students and a variety of other resources for students who may be going through mental health struggles. Professors in general are also very acknowledging of, you know, how students might be dealing with mental health difficulties, whether that and accommodating for those. But in general, Temple does have a wide variety of resources for students in promoting mental health. There's a lot of There's counseling services, there are opportunities for and events to promote mental health and de-stress. There are are a wide variety of resources. Granted, there can always be more. And especially in the past two years, what Temple has right now is they, they have great programs for promoting mental health. But there can always be more, especially in the past two years when mental health has been very strained among students and just in general. I hate to admit that I'm very far removed from being in college, but I am. It's been almost 15 (laughs) years. Very terrifying to admit that and come to grips with it. But there's a lot going on in the world right now. And that was another reason why I think we wanted to pick your brain, Gianni, just about like how are kids your age, uh, and not to to diminish your sophistication by using the, the word kids, but how are people, young humans your age, reconciling everything, these massive things going on in the world today, whether it's the pandemic, whether it's the economy, whether, like you said earlier, climate change, social unrest, racial injustice, Russia, Ukraine, I'm sure I, what am I missing? Oh, Roe v. Wade, Supreme Court Opinion League, like what's on the mind and what matters to college kids from who you're talking with and to you? 
And so I'm speaking anecdotally here, but I think that Temple University students are probably among the most engaged and the most involved and the most galvanized on these key issues. This past semester, we had a rally at our bell tower in support of our allies in Ukraine, and Temple students are not afraid to get involved and are not afraid to, you know, ask the tough questions and talk about these tough issues like the climate crisis, like uh, racial injustice, like this rampant inequality, like the student debt crisis and, you know, this enormous gap between this country's wealthiest citizens and the rest of us. So it's 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 definitely these issues have definitely in, in involved the students. And I believe 2020, the presidential election was one of our highest voter turnouts on record. I would have to check that, but it was definitely among one of the highest that if among the highest voter turnout rates and Temple students are generally very politically involved and politically engaged. So I would say that these are not issues that students are turning a blind eye to. You know, Johnny, about that, another thing that we hear a lot about is when you're looking at politics is like the youth, the generation, the next generation coming up, they're going to be the ones to lead the charge. Do you think, especially as we look at how scrutinized Pennsylvania is going to be in midterms this year, whether it's primaries or the general election, do you feel like politicians are paying attention to you guys? Are, are they doing enough to get you engaged, to make you pay attention? Are they respecting the power of the young vote, do you think? Well, I think if politicians aren't respecting the power of the youth and college-age vote, they should, because if they don't, they aren't going to be holding a job come next November. So um, I think anyone who underestimates the power of the college and youth vote is surely mistaken. And I think that with these past two years, I don't think there's ever been a time in our country where the youth has been more involved in politics, more involved in voting, more involved in, you know, supporting the candidates that align with their interests. So I, I'm not going to say that every candidate is going to be respectful of or is going to acknowledge the youth vote and the college vote. But if they aren't, there's a good chance they lose. So but that's on them. How do you think things will be different this time next year at Temple University? Are students optimistic that we could be going into a new chapter as we roll into 2023? Absolutely. I think that, I think in certain sense, we might have, you know, overestimated when that new chapter would start. A lot of students thought that would be with this semester. And it turns out it wasn't exactly quite what they envisioned. But I think that students are optimistic for the next semester and 2023 being more or less the end of COVID. And I think they're right in that. I think that based on the numbers, based on this declining rate in cases, based off of increased vaccination numbers, I think we are going to see the end of COVID and students are optimistic to see that and get back to a new normal, which I think students are ready to shape on what that new normal is. Gianni Quattrochi, the student government president at Temple University. Thank you so much for coming on and joining with us. And best of luck to you. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure to be on. Now, you can keep up on what Gianni and all of Temple student government is doing by simply giving them a follow on Twitter at Temple TSG. That's it for this Thursday. I'm Jay Scott Smith. I'm Sabrina Boyd-Circa. I'm Brian Seltzer. We'll talk to you tomorrow where we've got the Philadelphia Sports Fan of the Week. And we'll also get you set for Mother's Day 
Don't forget, that's coming up this weekend. Have a great Thursday. We'll see you again on Friday.